What is up, quality people? How's everybody doing out there? Make sure that you... I don't know why the music cuts off, because I don't think it cuts off on the actual live stream, but it cuts off in our headphones. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. But let's get into some quality comments, recognizing the quality people, luxurious elements in the building. It says, hello, all, and I hope everyone is feeling luxurious. Gilly, you know God is with you. Where's your where's your like where's your like for the algorithm? I know. I was about to put it in there. I need that on my music. <laughs> um, Did my mom say yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> your mom just sent me that. Yeah. So yeah, the the last beat you heard was a beat that I recently made, and it's to a song that is titled "Holy." So we were, and the reason we were late is because we we're actually recording a song. We have our good friend Natalie in the building. She's, yeah, she's currently some making eggs. some <laughs> eggs. She says it's God's gift to, <laughs> to Earth, to humanity, and I couldn't agree more with Amen. her. to that. Um, let's see. Aunt Cindy is in the house, as always. She doesn't miss a show. She's consistent. Good evening, all from me. She doesn't even have to say who she is. Everybody just know who she is. <laughs> She's Quality's biggest fan. And then T Mac says, "Yes, sir. I need that tune. Sounds amazing. That I like tune. it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that tune. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We got a great show today. You saw the title. It is emotions versus intellect in regards to, you know, how that can play out in our faith. Hey, talk really fast. Talking. Test one two. Yeah, I thought it was going to change, but it's not. So." I'm the only one that's going to be on the comments today, I guess. So Darn. But there's Kenya. There's Kenya McIntosh. She's, she's made an appearance, ladies yes, and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm back, and I'm better. You're better. How are you better? You're 1% better every single day. Oh, okay. Ooh. Hey, you know. God is with you. You know, God is with you. <laughs> there it is. I like it. I like it. So, emotions versus intellect. What is your, uh, what's your just raw thoughts before we even get into a topic? Raw thoughts. Um, it makes me think of when I first started going to church by myself, mm-hmm. and I kind of got caught up in the whole emotionalism that Christianity can have sometimes. And then it wasn't really until I met you where I kind of was like, oh, there's an intellectual way to think about this. <laughs> yes. So I would say. Do you think, all right, here's a question. Do you think. Either or is better. I think there needs to be balance. You think there needs to be balance? Whoa. Which we'll talk about. We'll talk about later. later oh, on. you're going to make them wait? Yes. I want to see what's happening. The new religion. You killed the consciousness. Yeah, the media is the new religion. Oh. I actually didn't know if that was still in there or if it was a, the live track. So I'm still trying to figure out the soundboard. But anyway, we got a great show lined up for you. We got Natalie in the building. Maybe she'll make an appearance in a second. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. She's over here eating some eggs. But um, first topic that we got is, so there's three Christian YouTubers uh, videos that we're going to react to today. We're going to tell you and be analyzing if we like these YouTubers, if we don't like these YouTubers, what we think about these YouTubers. So you're going to get our thoughts on that, as well as the content of their video. So let's get into our first topic, right now, judging God. Mike Winger's got something to say about it. Should you be judging God? 
Do you even have the capacity to judge God? We're about to find out. Quality people, this is the quality life. Make sure you... Because we're trying to spread some practical religion. So Mike Winger has a big Christian YouTube channel, a really good Christian YouTube channel. That's given away maybe our, our thoughts on Mike Winger a little too early, but... He goes really in depth, so if you are more on the intellectual side, um, he he breaks down a lot of things and does a really deep study. So he's not like the guy you're gonna follow for like a ten minute video. Oh yeah, he, he's the his guy. His videos are like hours. Yeah, his videos are generally at least an hour, um, but he also does Q and As every Friday, I believe, where anybody can ask a question and he'll go to scripture based on their questions. And they could be live questions, but he's so knowledgeable about scripture and where to go for different things um, that he's studying that he can do that just on the fly, just live in real time. And my camera is, okay, there we go. All right. So we're going to get into a video that he has about judging God and why you shouldn't be judging God or why you should be judging God. We don't know. Here we go. Me and my wife like watching cooking shows and we were watching Iron Chef, which I think is real fun cooking show. And one of the complaints about Iron Chef was you have these incredible chefs cooking, but frequently the judges, it'll be like one or maybe two real food critics who know food. And then it'll be like an actor or like some random famous person. And they'll look at the food and they'll judge it poorly. Now the chefs are incredibly skilled and they make it really well. And then I've, I've seen people look at the food and they go, oh, well, that's just, it's just kind of weird to me. You know, I don't blame the famous person for saying yes to go on the show and have a lot of, have a good time, but the producers of the show should have known better. Like somebody should have been like, Hey, you're not in a, in a place where you're informed enough to make a proper judgment about this issue. And so what I'm going to suggest is you, me too, when I evaluate and look at the world, I'm not in a place to make an informed and right judgment on God, on how he's running things, not in my knowledge. I don't know enough. Not in my wisdom. I don't understand things well enough, Amen. even the things I do know. And not in my perspective. Wow. So, yeah, that is Mike Winger. So, what are your thoughts just on that video, just right off right offhand? Um, it makes me think of, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times people kind of judge the faith without actually studying the faith mm -hmm. or actually trying to come at it from a place of understanding first and mm. then making the decision based off that. Right. It's just kind of like already a blockage there where it's like, uh, mm. no, you're wrong. Your God is wrong. I don't want any parts of it rather than let me go into it seeking to see if there Like is. seeking what I can get from it, yeah. exploring what it actually is, yeah. the truth in it. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I like what he said, how even some of the celebrities – are picked to be the judges on this show, but food isn't their specialty. That's not something that they're known for. That's not what they're they, what they thrive in. And so, it's like, how can you judge something if you can't thrive in it? Like when on the show with Miracle the other day, I said like LeBron James is really good on a basketball court, but if you told him to sat him down in front of a computer, told him to code something, he would be like. You would be lost. Uh, yeah. Right. And so it's like, yeah, LeBron James is great at what he does, but it's in a different field. And so just because you have prestige in one field doesn't mean that you can claim authority and prestige in this other thing that you're judging um, just because you're great in one area. And so if you are really trying to explore 
a different area, you got to put the work in to explore exactly what it is to get, you know, the truth out of it. And so I think that's why a lot of people premature or prematurely judge Christianity based on, you know, the goofiness that Christians can put out there sometimes, or just based on misconceptions or Mm -hmm. that, you know, this certain group of Christians have a, you know, a view that's not quite as biblical as, you know, some of these other people, because there's a lot of different perspectives, even amongst Christians Mm -hmm. in a lot of different senses. But we have some points that we want to get to, and so we're going to get to them now. So let's get into Kenya's Bible verse. She says... My point. (laughs) Oh, that's your point. Okay, my bad. (laughs) My point is just because you think you are the moral authority does not mean that you are balance your emotions and intellect and faith by constantly examining yourself. And your Bible verse is? But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So I just, I picked that one because I think it's just so important to constantly examine yourself and constantly comparing what you're examining to what the word says, mm. because I mean, it checks yourself. It right. humbles you. It goes back to the whole humil- humility right. conversation. And, you know, sometimes we can be so like, oh no, that's wrong. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. But we need to compare that to, well, what does the Bible say? Amen. What does the word Amen. say? So, yeah. I like that. I like that. And also what you said, like comparing yourself to that, it's like, if you want to grade yourself, you got to have a rubric and scripture is the rubric if you want to put it in terms of like how you grade in terms of like a class uh, setting or, you know, university setting, academic setting. And so it's, it's important that we're using scripture as our rubric and not the world and what they believe as the rubric. So let's get into my points. So my first point is don't use your limited comprehension of the world to judge God because or because understanding begins with reverence for God. And so that simply means like a lot of us have a very narrow view of, you know, Christianity or what God is or what we think God is. And we take that view and try to judge God. So it's back to, you know, Mike Winger and his Iron Chef. A lot of people will come on the show and they'll try to judge it, even though they're not necessarily well versed in what they're judging. And so the answer isn't to, the answer isn't to just say, okay, that's, that's nothing. And just say, Y'all don't know what you're talking about just because you have a limited perspective. The answer is actually to go deeper, to broaden your perspective on it so that you can understand the full picture. It's like God has the 360 image. He actually is the 360 image of what we we are seeking in a sense. And so the Bible verse I have is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your request to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so that's saying like the... 
peace of God surpasses all understanding, your knowledge. So you, you need to have reverence for God because like in Proverbs, it says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of knowledge. And so if you don't have that fear, if you're not being reverent, or if you're not holding God um, above yourself, then you won't be able to expand the depths of, you know, who God is. Yeah, you'll be a fool, essentially. That's what it says. Exactly, yeah. It says you'll, you'll be a fool. You'll turn to foolish ways. But that's just what we think. We want to know what you think. That was the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we were struggle streaming today. Um, but we want to know what you think. Leave it down in the comments below. If you are watching the replay, you're going to want to check out this video next. We'll be right back if you're in the live chat. But until then, don't be. So the Alpha. And the Omega. Like for the algorithm. All right, I'm going to change that. It's in the book. Yep. But uh, the fruits of the spirits, like love, gentleness, kindness, self-control, um, just those different things, uh, peace. And so when you see those things out in the world, then you can you see God materialized in the world. Yes. And so when you stop looking for him, say like in a crystal, it's like, yep. oh, you think God is confined to like this yeah, rock or something. Yeah, that's exactly it's what like it you're, was. You're putting a boundary on something exactly. that should be you know, seen in the world that's always ever expansive. Yep. And so, and, and you, you can't grow if you're constantly trying to find him here, here, and here. Oh my God. Rather than yes. finding him through the world with the new things that get discovered, yep. but also measuring against the old truths that are foundational to the new things that have been discovered. Yes. And so finding the thread in that, that's where, that's where you see God. All right, emotions are intellect. So now we're getting down to our next topic. We got Alana L who's making waves, even made John MacArthur a little upset. John MacArthur went off on her. Oh. Supposedly, allegedly. A church a drama. Yeah, church drama. But we're all headed towards the right direction, we hope. And if we disagree, hopefully we can disagree in love. But we're going to be talking about balancing emotions versus intellect. So you're going to want to... This is the quality life. We're trying to spread some practical religion. So let's get into this next clip of Alana L, who had a guest on who helped her. It was a friend that helped her, you know, come out of Calvinism to shape her now view, which is more of a provisionist view, I believe. So here we go. In the Reformed camp, in the Calvinistic camp, there's often this... um, idea that you need to surrender your emotions, you know, all your emotionalism. I was incredibly emotional. I mean, it was so confusing. And like you said earlier, you know, the Holy Spirit inside of me was screaming out. My spirit was so disturbed because one, I was already redeemed by the Lord when I found out about Calvinism. My emotions, my intellect, my religious imagination had already been sanctified by the Lord. And so 
I think it's wrong to say that our emotions um, cannot be trusted. Hold up. Can your emotions be trusted? Sometimes. Example. Example. Um, okay, first, would you say... Oh, you're going to answer a question with wait, a question? Yeah, I have Okay, a all right, here we go. <laughs> so would you say... Okay, so you have a gut feeling about something, right? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be an emotion? And yeah. For the most part, mm-hmm. gut feelings are correct. Yeah, it's, people can have certain intuitions about things, yes. Yeah, so in those, in those cases, I would say yes. Mm. It's okay. Yeah, and I think that's what more... I don't think she's talking about, like, the emotion of, like, anger, bitterness, all yeah. that. I think she's talking about your feelings towards X, towards Y, towards Z. I think mm-hmm. that's what she's more referring to so yeah but um i just realized i'm the only one up there i don't know what's going on here today all right let's continue it's with the video prof tips time no it's it's on too i just changed it it just didn't respond especially like if we have been redeemed by the lord i think he uses them to point us um to truth and they shouldn't be surrendered um on the other hand when you have some denominations that kind of surrender the intellect more. Um, They run more on emotionalism, which can be dangerous. I think there can be a balance that's found. Um, But you have those two extremes, surrender emotions and then surrender intellect. And really when I was moving through that, isn't it interesting? Like a lot of times in churches, it's like, we'll have a church that's super emotional, almost like too emotional. And then the people who are like, okay, that's crazy. Just go to the opposite extreme. And it's like no yeah, emotion, but that's like, all intellect. That's like life though. Like right. there's always the extremes and anything in the middle is like, nah, we're, we're going to stay away from that. Yeah, amen to that. So yeah, I just thought it, I think it's interesting. And so the solution is probably somewhere in the middle, which is a balance of it, not even focusing on, you know, the emotion or the intellect, but we'll get to exactly what you need to be focusing on here in a second. Time. I feel like it was submitting both of those, my emotions and my intellect before the Lord and asking the spirit to help me um, bring those in alignment with what he was showing me and opening my eyes to. Yeah, so that was the Alana L video. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to hide Kenya today for some okay. reason. <laughs> but uh, we're getting through it, you know. God is with us. So, yeah, so let's get to our points. Let's get straight into our points here. So Kenya's first point is... I think the emotions can be used to draw you in, and the intellect can be used to keep you sturdy. Oh, okay. So what is your Bible verse? Um, Proverbs 11.1, 1, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. And that goes back to having balance of both the emotions and the, and the intellect. Because like I said, it can be used, the emotions can be used to draw you in. Mm-hmm. It can be used <clears throat> to, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> but the emotions can be used to, I don't know, makes me think of like glue. It makes you like want to stick to the God, stick to God and stuff like that. Right. But the intellect is what, you know, 
helps answer the why, helps right. answer the questions. Like if someone mm. ever came up to you and you're like, and they're like, why are you a Christian? Then you have like this, that, and the third to go back to. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important because God gave us both. And so like anything else that God's given us, you can use it for good or you can use it for, you know, the wrong purposes for evil. And a lot of people get hung up like we were just discussing at the extremes where it's like, oh, I'm either got to be super excited and on fire for God. And then it's like they kind of do away with, oh, I need to be ready to give a response, be ready to give a reason why I believe these things. And on the other side, it's like, I give so many reasons why I believe them that I take my eyes off of what I'm actually believing in because it's just, you know, weeded in all these other propositions that I've come up with just to, I guess, make myself feel more secure that I know more about God than everything else. And so... Oh, I have something to add. Okay, go ahead. It's kind of like, you know, love. It's like you have the emotional part of love, which kind of makes you stick to the person. Right. But then there's the action part Mm -hmm. that makes you... Right. And then all that, you know, feeds into an unconditional, you know, type of love rather than just the emotional or eros type of love. You're you're now more of have an agape type of love Mm -hmm. where it's it's unconditional. You're writing for that person. You are sacrificing things for that person because you want the best for that person. And consequently, you're creating community with that person. So my points are... We must understand that the goal is for our image to be restored back to God. We must keep this in mind over our intellect or emotional responses. And so I'm saying do away with thinking about the intellect strictly. Do away with thinking about the emotion strictly. Keep our eyes on being restored back to God. And then you will have the healthy balance of when to be emotional when to be intellectual, because sometimes like it's good to be excited about God, mm-hmm. right? Just like we're excited when we, you know, our favorite team does good in sports or, you know, we get a new item like an Amazon package or something. It's good to be excited about God, mm-hmm. but it's also good to be knowledgeable about God and to understand, you know, why things work the way they do and how God's design is all coming together for his greater plan. But if we keep our eyes focused on being restored back to God, then the transformative work that he does in us will allow us to, you know, move about with wisdom where we can balance both of these things. And so my Bible verse is Romans 1, 22 through 23. It says, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchange the glory of the immortal God for an image resembling mortal human beings or birds of uh, or birds or four-footed animals or reptiles and this is simply saying like don't exchange you know chasing the image of God trying to you know become more Christ-like for the image of man for these for your own intellect just to be smarter than people or because you think, you know, you're just so wrapped up in emotions, right, that you're not even thinking clearly about who God is or operating in a manner that pleases God. Because then you're subjecting yourself to a lower standard than God has for you. And thus the image that you're resembling is that of a human being 
or of birds or, you know, of animals. You're, you're appealing more to your carnal nature. And so that is what we have for you. That is what we think. But we want to know what you think. So leave it down in the comment section below if you're watching the replay. You're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube says that you are going to like it. If you are in the chat, we'll be right back with our first hangout. Till then, don't be beta. So the alpha and the omega. This track meet in Birmingham. Get ready for the Nationals and hope to put on a, put in a good performance. Um, just making sure she pushes out of both legs, out of the blocks, and not just relying on one leg. Quality hangouts, time to hang out, answer your questions, react to your comments, make sure that you're we hanging out late tonight. I see a, a lot of people in the comments are sleepy. Yeah, you know? wake up. Yeah, wake up, you know. Wake up. Let's get to some quality comments. Aunt Cindy says, that's right, Kenya. The Bible is our true mirror. Amen. Amen to that. Like, it really is. And I heard something on a podcast the other day, and it was saying that every time you, the Bible is so transformative because you can read it, and then once you read it the second time, you'll get something new out of it, and yeah, you'll have crazy. a new perspective on it. I mean, it's it's similar to when you go back and you watch a movie yeah. or read an, uh, read another book, and you're like, oh, like I missed this, or and I see how this leads to this or this foreshadowed this in a better light. Or and, even you get like a greater understanding of what you already Exactly, exactly. And so um, that's how the Bible is so transformative that every time you go back to it, even if you've read it a million times, you'll get a million, like another way, like a millionth way to to look at this thing, a millionth, you know, thing that will sit with your soul that you can take out and apply to your life. Yeah, like when I'm teaching the kids Bible or in Bible study, I'm teaching the kids Acts right now. 
And I've already read through Acts. So mm-hmm. like going back to my Bible and seeing like what I've underlined and like reading it again. Yeah, that's cool. And then underlining new stuff is it's pretty cool. That's awesome. All right. What other comments do we have? Um, Cindy says, it's like music is used to tune our hearts in preparation for hearing the preaching. Oh, yeah. That's that's really good. Um, and, yeah, th- that's something that a lot of intellectual, strictly intellectual people have a problem with. They're like, oh, the people over there, they're getting way too into the music that they don't understand or hear the word because it's all emotional that they can't respond to the word in a proper manner. It's like, okay, there could be some truth to that. Maybe sometimes it's over-emotional, but music is something that's been gifted to us by God, and when it's used for His glory and it's used in excellence, which means like the band is really good, the production is really good, the singer can sing, and that's all being used for God's glory— then it's like, what? what's the problem with that? Especially if it's followed by a word that is true, that is good, and that is leading people to you know, submit to Christ and to submit to the ways of God. And so it's, it's like, come on, come on, guys. All right, what else do we have? Um, we have Team Mac. She says, it is obvious that our God is emotionally intelligent. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Because she just hit on something we didn't even hit on. No, we I was ta- thinking it, but I didn't say it. Why didn't you say it? I thought about it earlier. It didn't come to me until now. Ah, uh, I got you, I got you. Okay. No, but yeah, we were, we were batting emotion versus intellect, and it's like, oh yeah, God ultimately is like the perfect form of emotional intelligence, the, yeah. the actual balance of both of them, so... Yeah. Uh, she put in Psalm 78, verse 38. His emotions are positive, holy, noble, and appropriate since we are created in the image of God. Amen. I like that. I like that. All right. What else do we have out there? Um, I think that is all. That is all we got. All right. We're about to get into our third and final topic before oh. our last hangout. We got something. We got something we that got just came something. in. Let's see it. We got Nat. She says Ephesians 5. Yes. What do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, okay. She's typing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Verse 17 through 20. Oh. Here's something else from T-Mac while uh, Natalie's getting that in. This is uh, adding to what she says. Then it means that as we mature in Christ, our emotions should in great measure share his divine qualities with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I like that. I really like that. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's really good. God is with you. God is with you, T-Mac, because that is some (laughs) quality advice and a quality comment there. He says his divine qualities with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it, they they work to mature you, like to the image of Christ. Yeah, Our like, emotions. Yeah. What you always talk about, like becoming 
like meeting Jesus at the top of the mountain, like becoming more like Christ. Kind right, of right. Yeah, it's it's building all the way to the top of, you know, the the hierarchy of where Christ is. Yeah. It's like you're able to reach the throne because you submitted to the throne. Yeah, like that. Are you still typing over there? Oh, she's coming. Huh? Oh, she just, oh, there it is. I got it. All right, here we go. Okay, so. Okay, Ephesians 5, verse 17 through 20 mm-hmm. says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the, with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To Amen. That. Yeah. Yeah, because it's showing us that we can be excited for God. We can be on fire for God. And this is what it looks like. What'd you say? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, need, I don't think they can we hear We need to get her so, a mic. <laughs> yeah, we need to get her a mic. <laughs> but yeah, she says that um, basically that's how we show our love is like through song, through dance. Like they talk about David, you know, expressing his love for Christ through music and through dance a lot of times. But Natalie said the problem is that they use the music to fuel them without backing it up with the word. Did I quote you correctly? Perfectly. All right. They use the music to fool them without backing it up with, you know, proper word. And that's where the problem lies. When it's like the music that is taking you to church, then it's almost like the the music is becoming the idol rather than Christ being the ultimate idol and being the only thing that you bow down to. And so, yeah, very good. Very good. I like that. God is with you. Yes. For sure. All right. So let's get into our third and final topic here. I forgot. Oh, yeah. It's Paul Morgan. Yeah. Oh, let's get into this. This is going to be fun. Here we go. Dating turnoffs. Paul and Morgan, do they know anything about dating? They had that viral video about Christian boundaries. A lot of people like them. A lot of people don't like them. Let's react. All right. But before we react, I need you to... for the algorithm. Because we're trying to spread some practical religion. This is the quality life. So let's get into this clip of Paul discussing some dating turnoffs. And we're going to get into if we agree with them, if we disagree with them. After that, we're going to tell you if we like Paul and Morgan, if we recommend them. So you're going to want to hold on and stick around for that. Here we go. Babe, what are some of the first date turnoffs? First, all right, here we go. Biggest first date turnoffs. First one that comes to my mind when the person is on their phone and maybe it's just a habit, like you're addicted to your phone, but when you're across from the person and you're just like looking down at your phone multiple times, turn off. Number two. I would agree. Or it gets in the nerve too. I agree. You agree? I agree. Yeah. I like that. I would agree too. So yeah, if you're on your phone on a date or just not even on a date, just when you're communicating with people, then that shows a lack of respect. Yeah, not in even in like a date setting, just like even if you're just with a friend or something. Right, or a corporate setting especially. Yeah. Yeah. 
because it just shows a lack of respect. It doesn't seem like you're present. It's like you're in this phone um, and you're not able to engage properly with what's going on right in front of you. And so, yeah, I would I would absolutely uh, you know, sign off on point number one. Let's get into number two. This one, it, it is what it is. If the person is talking a lot, that's just a turnoff. They're talking about themselves. They can't shut up. I agree. <laughs> oh, you do agree? Okay. Yeah, I agree Explain. with that. Um, because, I mean, it's kind of annoying if someone's just talking about themselves. They're not asking you questions mm-hmm. or trying to involve you in a conversation. So they're just rambling yeah. without reciprocating, like, hey, or without ex- reciprocating interest in what you have as far as getting to know you. Yeah, it comes off as mm-hmm. kind of like, a, I guess, arrogant or mm-hmm. self. Self-absorbed. Yes. Yeah. That's the word. No, I like that. Yeah. Because if a person is just rambling on about themselves and then they never find the I guess, wherewithal to be like, hey, like, well, what about you? Like, what are your interests? It's like, are they really getting to know you? It's like, and then are you able to actually date this person and say that you you know them if they don't know anything about you, but you seem to know maybe not even them, just everything that they ramble about in a sense. So, yeah, I would sign off on that as well. Sorry if I'm sounding too harsh, but you got to be able to listen. The third one, though, and this might put some pressure on some people. I'm not trying to do that. But if you talk too little, because then that shows a lack of interest because you're not asking the person across from you. You're not asking good questions. You're not engaging. So I'm not trying to put pressure on you. Be yourself, but also keep these things in mind. Paul, out. Okay, so that I would was agree it. with the third point, too. You would agree with the third point as well? Yes. That you could talk too little and that would be a turnoff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because if you don't talk, then it's like... Because then it kind of comes off like you don't want to get to know them. Well, that that seems like the most awkward date of all time. That so, too, like, yeah. the person who talks too much, that's probably the most annoying date of annoying, all time. yeah. You're just like, oh, jeez, get me out of here. Yeah, be quiet. <laughs> but then the person that doesn't talk at all, you're like... Uh, especially if you're, like, asking questions and they're just not giving anything back. Yeah, you're like, so... And what do you like to do? And if they're like open-ended questions like that, and it's just like, oh, I like to sit on my couch. Okay. <laughs> you like to sit? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you like to sit on your couch. It's like, hmm, yeah, this isn't going to work out. I like to be out in nature. <laughs> but yeah, so we have some points. <laughs> yeah. right, well, let's, let's get into if we like Paul and Morgan. Do you like Paul and Morgan? I don't subscribe to them. So I guess that's technically a no. But I don't dislike them. I just don't. Mm. Their content's not for me. Oh, I like that. I am subscribed to them. And yeah, I mean, their content's not necessarily for me. I mean, they're brothers and sisters in Christ, and I think they have a good heart. Um, but yes, especially after their channel change to where they talk about like, you know, sex and marriage for mm-hmm. Christians or whatever. Um, now it's just like, uh, yeah, this isn't for me. And even when we get married, I'm I'm not sure it would still be for me because we'll have... I don't know. We'll have our own thing going on. I don't feel like we need a different perspective on different things. But they do comment on things. Like if they do like something cultural, I'll, you know, see what their perspective is because I do value it. And um, they are they are pretty interesting. But let's get into our points about turnoffs and dating and what exactly a good Christian partner should look like. 
So, point number one from Kenya. Ask intentional questions and do things in order. I think that is huge because one, you don't want to waste time. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants, wants to waste their time out here. And two, if we do it God's way, then there's a high probability that things will go well. <laughs> no, if you do it God's way, it's un- not, there's not a high probability. Yeah, it'll it's, just happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right, so here's her Bible verse. I chose Song of Solomon 2-7. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the doe, yeah, does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it so pleases. So, yeah, why, why did you pick that Bible verse? Um, because I think it goes back to being intentional and doing things in order because... When you don't do those things, then you fall in love or emotions come into play before mm-hmm. they needed to. So that's why I chose that one. Yeah, you become infatuated versus, you know, in love, like actual agape, agape, love. you know, unconditional love. That's one of my favorite verses, too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's why one is- of those. I think it's one of those goes back to examining yourself. It, I think it's one of those examining verses mm-hmm. where it's like, okay. Make sure doing things in order. Make sure I'm asking intentional questions. Make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, so I don't, so I don't awaken love before it is supposed to be awakened. Right. Exactly. God yeah. Is with you. God is with you. Here's my point. So, mind is find someone who's actively conforming into the image of God who will serve you in. And with love like Christ. And so that leads perfectly into my Bible verse. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So in that clip that we just saw of Paul, a lot of those things are very selfish, self-absorbed actions, right? It's like you're talking too much. You're just talking just about yourself. And it's like, yeah, but you're not even getting it. You're not even serving me in a manner where I can, you know, reciprocate this back. And then the first, or even if you're talking too little, it's kind of like, well, do you it's have something like to hide? Like, I yeah. wouldn't say something to hide because I know sometimes like I don't talk that much, but right. it could be like a lack of vulnerability too, which could right, be a yeah. problem down the road. Oh yeah. Amen to that. Amen. But I mean, yeah, also it's maybe, maybe not something to hide, but it's like, you're so reserved. It's like, you're not able to communicate effectively in a way. So like if you're if I if you if somebody were to speak to you, like you're a more reserved person, you can speak back in a manner that's not just like, you know, the couch situation that we just said where it's yeah. like I'm on the couch. Like you'll actually give an appropriate response, an appropriate answer to engage cordially. But if somebody's just kind of, they feel standoffish, that's not good. It's like kind of like you're so wrapped up in your own mind that you can't be present with other people. So that's kind of what it, what it goes back to. What was the first point that he said? He said, um, if they're always on their phone. Yeah. And which is just like, yeah, if you can't be present with me right here, right now, and you're just wrapped up with what's going on on your phone, it's like, well there's no sense in me being here, right? It's like you're you're clearly not here to engage in a reciprocal interaction. So there's no need if there's no need to engage in a interaction that's only one-sided. So, 
that is what we think about that. We'll be right back if you are live with our final hangouts. But if you are watching this on the replay, you're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube is saying that you're going to like it. Are they right? Until next time, make sure that you are not Beta. Beta. Sort of the alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. I was in college and you know it got to the point where I wasn't even going to class anymore oh wow yeah and so um I, I thank God I know it was all him because I got out of that <laughs> semester with a, a 3.7 and I'm like Jeez. I don't know how that happened Jeez. because wow. yeah <laughs> so yeah and so from that point it kind of just it was it was one of those things, you know, that, that would fall on and off. I, I was chasing God desperately, but didn't know how to do it. And I wasn't yeah, really, yeah. I guess I was stubborn a little bit. I wasn't really willing to do it the way I've always heard it being done. Right. You know, so I looked for other avenues and I got into some, some worldly stuff. Where okay. it kind of, <laughs> where it kind of, um, where it kind of, it literally pivoted me right back to Christ. It, it's so crazy how it happened. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things like, it's kind of like the, the new age spiritual journey that people go through now with the crystals and the Oracle right, cards right, right. Yeah. and stuff like that. It was like that, that was kind of something I wanted to get into for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that. It was like I was I was I was doing that as an excuse to do it and also as my reason for like trying to see God. Yeah, trying like, to see oh, God. Maybe he's exactly. here. Like maybe he's here. Right, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And so it was like Christ has always been in me and and around me, but it was kinda like like I said, I was being I was just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where I got to like maybe my second lowest point after college. You know, I think this is around when COVID happened. I lost my job. It was it was a lot going on at the time. And I realized that God has always been right there. And I didn't have to go through all these other mediums to find him. So I went right back to where I knew him, which was the word. Right. And so when I did that, everything just it was it just became clear that he was God and that I didn't I didn't have to continue to to find him through the world this is a farewell we bid you adieu quality people make like sure that you We've had a good time today. Have you had a good time? It's been fun. It's been real fun. <laughs> it's been real fun. Um, we did have a comment from T-Mac. Seems like everybody's... We got seven people in here, but it's not the people that chat. So <laughs> we do appreciate that you are still tuned in. Um, we will go through a couple of couple more of the comments that we haven't, re or that we haven't gone through yet. So this is T-Mac. Is that... Did we already read this one? Yeah. Yeah, we already read that one. Okay. 
Good night. What time tomorrow? Oh, Aunt Cindy says, good night. What time tomorrow? Oh, thank you, Aunt Cindy, for reminding me. I should have put this up <laughs> earlier. So this is what we're looking at, people. Wednesday, 930. Tomorrow we'll be back at it at 7 p.m. So we'll be earlier, which will be good because we don't really like doing it this late. We just kind of have to on just because of life. Friday, Friday. Listen up, people. We're going back to back. Back to back. Like the Drake song. It's like a marathon, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. on Disney Channel, they have like the marathon. Yeah, you get to watch your favorite shows back to back. So Friday, we have uh, Profitable Conversations at 1 o'clock, and that will roll right into Faith and Faith Beyond. Faith and Beyond, where I'm interviewing Callie. Yes. It's going to yeah, be great. It's going to be fun. So Faith and Beyond is relaunching. Uh, so our plan for that is to do what? What's our, what's our plan for that? For that, we're going to have that once a month mm-hmm. where I'm going to interview someone special about their testimony and about how God is moving in their lives. Amen. I like that. And so we put the schedule back on the board. Monday, we will have a special guest on Profitable Conversations at 7 p.m. We have Mr. Finley Woods, who was on our, Finley. He was on our podcast back in March. No, no, not March. Back in January, I believe. Yeah. But um, we cut a lot of it out just because a lot of it just wasn't, it wasn't, we we weren't good at this yet, guys. (laughs) So, but, so he will be back on um, having a discussion on profitable conversations. It's very similar to what we did with Miracle on, when was that? Monday. Monday. Yeah, I'm getting my days. (laughs) Just everything's running together. Everything's running together. But we hope that uh, you have a great night. Uh oh, Aunt Cindy says she is going to be in church in tomorrow. church tomorrow, but should be on Friday. So, amen. amen. You have a good time fellowshipping with the saints in person. Uh, we will see you back online for double duty on Friday. So please don't miss that because we're gonna have some really power punk punt power punched shows. <laughs> not punk, not punk shows, punch shows on Friday. And then um, looks like that will be it. Do you have any final words before we adjourn? Don't get rid of your emotional side and don't get rid of your intellectual side. Let them blend together. All I got to say is God is with you. We'll see you tomorrow at 